Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, we'll take you through updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games, as well as what games you could pick up this week. Here is the news for Sunday, 21st of August. Let's go. Embracer Group is adding more developers to its growing gaming empire. This week, it has added some heavy hitters to its lineup, including Middle Earth Studios, the rights holders of everything Lord of the Rings related which encompasses everything from video games to films and merchandise. Experts have estimated the value of the IP to be in the billions, but how much Embracer will pay has not been disclosed. Here is what founder and group CEO of Embracer Group, Lars Wingerfors, had to say about the acquisition. I'm truly excited to have The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, one of the world's most epic fantasy franchises, join the Embracer family, opening up more transmedia opportunities, including synergies across our global group. I'm thrilled to see what lies in the future for this IP with Freemode and Asmodee as a start within the group. Going forward, we also look forward to collaborating with both existing and new external licensees of our increasingly stronger IP portfolio. Also being swallowed up by the Swedish corporation is Tripwire Interactive, known for the Killing Floor series, Limited Run Games, a company that releases physical copies of indie games, and the karaoke system developers Syntrix. On one hand, it's great to see smaller companies being hopefully fairly compensated for their years of hard work, but on the other, it's always a worry that smaller teams could lose their creative agency after being swept up by massive corporations like Embracer. Embracer Group is the parent company of developers THQ Nordic, PlayOn, Saber Interactive and Gearbox, and earlier this year bought Square Enix's Western Studios, including Tomb Raider developer Eidos. Let us know what you think on our socials. Untamed Isles, the Pokemon-style crypto game that raised over $500,000 on Kickstarter, has collapsed, with developers saying they won't be able to refund their backers. Posting to the game's Steam page, developers said they will be pausing development after struggling with financial support since the collapse of the crypto market earlier this year. We leaned into the crypto market and expanded rapidly off the back of the positive interest. When the crash came, we ended up heavily exposed with too short of a runway. The game remains game first, crypto second in design, but crypto funds have become and remain essential in getting us to the release. Unlike many of the projects that have founded in the storm, we actually have a great game design that could stand on its own two feet. But until the crypto situation is resolved, and we're confident it will be at some stage, then we have to hibernate development on this project. Backers are pretty upset that development funds were used this way with many asking for a refund on the crowdfunding page on Kickstarter, something that was explicitly offered if the game didn't launch. 
Whether or not untamed Isles recovers is still yet to be seen, but it's unlikely the highs of the 2021 crypto market will return anytime soon. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision keeps revealing interesting details. We now know just how dominant the PlayStation 4 actually was last generation. In documents submitted to Brazilian competition agency Cade, Microsoft said Sony sold more than twice as many PlayStation 4s than Xbox Ones since its launch in 2013. The Xbox One had a pretty disastrous launch with a bizarrely strong emphasis on television and the Kinect rather than traditional video games, which usually sell new consoles. Microsoft stopped reporting how many consoles were sold in 2016, so it's interesting to see how much Sony dominated last generation. One number Microsoft is happy to share, though, is Xbox Game Pass subscribers, with 25 million players announced earlier this year, which has less focus on specific hardware being the one and only way to play. Call of Duty developers are facing another allegation of plagiarism this week, as one of the skins in Warzone seems a little bit close to someone else's work. You might have seen the story of the independent artist Salen, whose artwork titled Samoy Medical, featuring a dog-headed soldier, was mirrored by the loyal Samoyed skin for Warzone. Activision quickly apologized and removed the skin, but this week, Robert Bowling, a former Infinity Ward developer who is now working on Twitch streamer's Dr. Disrespect's new game, Dead Drop, noticed a similarity to one of the skins unveiled for their first-person shooter. Bowling said on Twitter, at least name it after me in reference to Warzone's Doomsayer skin. We'll keep you updated, but it's entirely likely that the generic-looking hooded LED soldier will exist in both games, as this example isn't as clear-cut as the Samoyed. An Amazon listing has finally revealed a release date for Dead Island 2, nearly a decade after it was first announced. The sequel to 2011's Dead Island has had a rough development process since being announced at the 2014 Gamescom event, the game was initially being developed by Techland, the team behind the first Dead Island, and published by Deep Silver. But when they shifted their focus to working on Dying Light, it was passed to Jaeger Development. A year later, Deep Silver announced that Jaeger Development had been dropped from the project, with managing director of Jaeger, Timo Allman, saying the two companies had conflicting visions for the game. Development was passed to Sumo Digital in 2016, but that team was dropped three years later, with the project being picked up by Dambuster Studios in 2019. We haven't heard a peep about Dead Island 2 since, until this week when an Amazon listing for the PlayStation 4 version revealed a release date of February 3. I was a big fan of the original Dead Island and have been eagerly awaiting a sequel, but while this seems like good news, the development history of this game doesn't exactly fill me with optimism. Overwatch players who use multiple platforms to play Blizzard's class-based shooter got some welcome news this week. They'll soon be able to combine all their platform-specific skin collections together. Despite always having the ability to link a Battle.net account, each console version, as well as PC, had their own library of unlocked skins. Players can go to the main menu of Overwatch to merge accounts, and you'll be prompted to confirm the profile you're playing on should be linked. When Overwatch 2 launches, players will have their credits, skins, sprays, and other collectibles combined into one big library, with a Battle.net account essential for playing the game going forward. There's no bonus for having multiple or the same unlocks across multiple platforms, sadly. They'll just be merged. Overwatch 2 launches on October 4. A surprise mini event for Dragon Ball Super has some players saying anime's special attacks are too powerful. Goku, Vegeta, Bulma, and Beerus were added as skins to the Fortnite roster, along with a powerful Kamehameha beam attack weapon, which is melting everyone. 
Even the world boss of the season, Darth Vader's power level is no match for the Dragon Ball Super Attack, which makes short work of players as well. The game also introduced a small themed event battle pass with quests that unlock power-up emotes and gliders. It's a wild game. Master Chief can Kamehameha Spider-Man before dancing away to never gonna give you up. Game of the year. Game of the century. Just kidding. Gianni made me say that. The team behind the Hand of Fate series, Defiant Development, are back. They've got a brand new name and a new game to share. The new Queensland-based studio will be called Spitfire Interactive, and they're making a tactical superhero game called Capes. Set years after the bad guys win, you'll gather a team of superpowered newbies to take on the forces of evil. Morgan Jaffet, the former head of Defiant, said it was a return to his own origin story, having started his career working on Ken Levine's superhero game Freedom Force. Defiant development shuttered in 2019 despite the critical success of Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate 2, so it's exciting to see this Brisbane-based team back up and running. Some good news for Australian-made games, Cult of the Lamb has sold 1 million copies in its first week. The roguelike town-building game was developed by Massive Monster, and it's a huge achievement for the small team as players flock to the game. Here's Julian Wilton speaking on Australian TV show The Project. Exactly how big is the Aussie gaming industry? It's not that big, actually. And even, like, our gamers, like, it's not that big, but we're actually, like, killing it overseas. Like, we're really, we're doing well. We're kind of taking out and making more money than some of these, like, AAA games. And a lot of these studios are kind of, like, you know, a couple of people or, like, ten people or something. And mm. Australian gaming seems to be having a great time at the moment. So there's this <laughs> game. Um, I remember Untitled Goose Game yeah. not Goosey. long ago was just massive. Another Melbourne, yeah. Right, developer. yeah, but the common thread seems to be cute animals that are actually <laughs> evil. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... That, that's that must be it, honestly. Next game, we're just going to keep pumping them out, I think. It's not been without its hiccups, though, with some players experiencing game-breaking bugs, particularly on console. While the PC version has been updated a couple of times since launch, those players on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch are still waiting. You can listen to our interview with developers Julian and Will on our podcast, Lightmap, or head to our review show, Mainstream, to hear what Gianni and special guest Chris Bunn thought of the game. That's it for news. Here are the games releasing this week. The Saints Row reboot is dropping this week, nearly a decade since the last entry in the series. Fans have been crying out for more Saints Row content, and hype has been building since the reboot was announced in 2019. Developed by Volition, Saints Row looks to be pulling back from the wild direction that the franchise took in later games, opting instead for a more grounded approach resembling a GTA that takes itself less seriously. It's out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation on the 23rd. Also out on the 23rd is Midnight Fight Express by solo Polish developer Jacob Dwiznel. This is a crisp-looking indie beat-em-up with fast-paced combat and a fantastic soundtrack by artist Noise Cream, who is best known for their excellent work on My Friend Pedro. You play as a former gang member who is pulled back into a life of crime to prevent a citywide takeover by your former rivals. Pick it up on all platforms this Tuesday. For anyone looking for some mech fighting action, the multiplayer RPG SD Gundam Battle Alliance is releasing on the 24th. Japanese developers Art Dink have a long history in gaming, and fans of the Gundam series can expect them to bring that expertise to this action-packed RPG. It's out on all platforms this Wednesday. A remake of the 1999 PlayStation classic Pac-Man World is releasing this week, titled Pac-Man World Repack. The original was well received at the time, and this remake, which was built from the ground up, looks to be a really faithful adaptation with some crisp new high-def visuals and quality of life upgrades. For fans of that early generation of 3D platformers, 
This one could be a bit of fun when it releases on all platforms on the 25th. Also out on the 25th is Soul Hackers 2 by developers Atlas. This turn-based RPG follows two supernatural beings who descend into the human world from a fictional version of the internet to stop an apocalyptic event. It's out on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on the 25th in Japan and the 26th for the rest of the world. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, myself, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Michelot is senior producer, and Gianni De Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. Sifter is a listener-supported podcast network. Thanks to everyone who has supported us over the years to make our shows. We've just launched our Ko-Fi, where you can contribute a one-off or ongoing tip to help us keep making our shows. So go to sifter.com.au slash support if you'd like to support our independent journalism. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 